Hey guys, so today's podcast episode features an interview that I recently did. And part of this interview was spent on the charts showing my technical approach to the markets and how I break down a price chart and the steps that I go through when looking for tradable opportunities. Now, obviously, there's no point of sharing that part on the podcast because this is audio only. But if you want to see the full interview in its entirety, make sure you head to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Akil Stokes. Just search episode 393, Learning Lessons the Hard Way, and I'll share with you the entire interview where we talked about the chart stuff as well. All right. Hope you guys enjoy. And remember, the best way to support this podcast is to leave me a rating and a review. Thank you in advance. guys welcome to the traders video podcast show my name is carl burgett also known as chaos trader 63 every week i will be bringing you some of the most prominent traders in the business and today i would like to bring to you mr akil stokes akil is a professional forex trader for uh, former money manager and trading coach he's also one of the co-founders of tier one trading which was mentioned in forbes magazine as being one of the leading innovators in trading ed- education Akil is also a track and field coach at Millersville University and a proud husband and father of two beautiful kids. Akil, welcome to the show, my friend. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, man. This is uh, awesome. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. I've been looking forward to this all week for some reason. I just couldn't wait to uh, interview, basically because I found out about you a long time ago, but I've seen on social media, this guy, they keep talking about it, Kill Stokes, the Kill Stokes, like, who is this guy? Because it was all over the place. So I had to find out who it was, and I found out who it is. It's me. Nothing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hope you're not disappointed. <laughs> no, no, never. Um, Akil, let me start off by just, um, could you tell us a little bit about your background as far as, like, who you are and how you got started in the trading? Uh, sure. Um, I got started in trading, I, I don't want to say by accident, but I never thought, I'd end up in the place where I'm at today. And, and, and I owe a lot of, I guess, to that journey to my, my father. Um, you know, something that's a big concern of mine is the fact that overall in this world, I don't think we do a good job of really teaching financial responsibility and financial education. It's something that a lot of people don't come out of high school knowing, they don't come out of college knowing it. And because of that, they, they tend to make poor decisions in their life. And <clears throat> my dad was fortunate enough, or I was fortunate enough to have a father who took that seriously. So Ever since a kid, he taught taught me about money. He taught me about, hey, when you you know you get allowance, you put this much in a savings account, and, and back then savings accounts used to give you interest, so you would make, you know, make some money off of it. And he just kept taking me step by step through the process where we went through savings account to you know uh, certificate of deposits to uh, money market accounts and. What happened was when I, I graduated college and um, I had a good sum of money saved up just because you know I've worked my entire life. I'm also very frugal. Um, so a combination of working a lot and not really spending it on anything, I just had money set aside. And I talked to him, I said, well, what's the next thing to do? He said, well, the next step is um, investing. Uh, so he, he really kind of pushed me towards getting some exposure to the market. 
And what was fortunate for me at that time, I, I was dating my girlfriend then, uh, now wife, and her grandfather was, or a grandfather type figure, was this local investor. He's a local investor in the market, local real estate investor. Later found out to become, and know that he's like this millionaire guru, um, but you would never know by looking at him. And essentially, he wanted to meet me just to vet me. I'm, I'm, I'm dating his granddaughter, essentially, and he wanted to go me, uh, put me through kind of that drilling process and making sure I'm good enough for her. And right, right. During that process, he learned a lot about me and, and my mentality with, with business and entrepreneurship and just money. And I learned about him as well. And, and that ended up becoming my mentor. I basically spent that entire summer. I was unemployed because I graduated college at a, a very unfortunate time. And I said, hey, I'm just going to spend every single day of, of every single week during the summer just sitting in this guy's office and just, you know, fly on the wall, just watching and taking notes, seeing how he operates. And that's how I, I kind of learned about investing. And uh, eventually I got started in the stock market. I made some pretty good calls back then and um, ended up making the switch to Forex uh, mainly because, you know, I, I fell in love with investing. However, I didn't have enough capital to really make it a full-time gig with just trading stocks. So yeah. everyone at the time, they told me Forex, it's this new market, it's more aggressive. You can start with less, you can make more in less period of time. And, and I was like, hey, I'm good. So I'll be good at this. And um, didn't necessarily turn out that way at first, um, uh, but eventually ended up finding my stride and, and becoming a consistently profitable trader. And, and I just fell yeah. in love with the game, fell in love with the game. It takes time. I did the same thing almost. Uh, I started with pretty much with stocks, but I got into those penny stocks and stuff. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but the thing is, like, when I was trading stocks, it was you could sit there when you first start, you don't know much. And you're like, you sitting at the charts all day and the thing is not moving. Yep. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I needed something that moved more. And back then when you started with Forex, it used to move a little more than it does now. Mm -hmm. You will get more uh, trends than you do now. But Still, Forex was something you could trade every day, all day. So I kind of like that better than the stocks. How long have you been trading, uh, Akil? I started in 2007. Um, 2007. Yeah, 2007. So it's been a it's it's been a while now. Time flies. It's 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 kind of kind of crazy, but yeah. Yeah. Um, 2007 is when I first first dipped in, uh, and been doing it ever since. So what's the difference between you 2007 you and you now? So I was trading. Um. Well. A lot of knowledge, a lot of experience. Um, I think experience is is, is so key. Um, you know, although I am a rules based trader, I do believe in intuition and intuition, just like in any sport where you kind of, you know, the market doesn't have too many tricks. Um, so we see the same thing over and over again. And actually, this pandemic is a, a great example because this is very similar, um, you know, a little bit worse, but very similar to what happened when, you know, my trading career really first started and I was trading during the recession back in that 2008, 2009 to 10 period. Um, so having that experience allowed me to know, really keep my calm during periods like like these and, and really know exactly what to look for. And that's kind of a, a big macro example, but in, in a micro example, it's the same thing. The market only does so many things. It just does them in different ways. So right. the more experience you have, the more you can kind of dig through the junk and see what really matters. And um, I think it just gives you an advantage. Uh, so. Experience is one and just mindset. Um, I have a realistic view of, of what trading is. I'm no longer thinking I'm going to be a penny stock guru. I'm no longer thinking it's a, a get rich quick scheme or, you know, I'm going to make a 30 percent return every day or some of the thoughts that I had back then. 
I under I understand what it is. I'm comfortable with what it is, and I'm, I'm able to maximize what I do in the market, kind of under a realistic umbrella, and, and that that kind of gives me stability and gives me peace of mind. Right, right. So we'll go to the charts in a little bit, but before we do that, just give us a basic um, outline about your main trading concept. What would you say constitutes the essence of your trading philosophy? Well, I'm a, I'm a price action trader. Um, so for the most part, naked charts. I'm not a big fan of, of indicators or anything like that. Uh, my general philosophy is that you know you could be profitable in the market trading a million different ways. So I'm not bashing indicators or bashing fundamentals or anything like that, but I am a, a technical trader. Uh, I look at the price charts, I study price action, and I make decisions based off of that. I guess I would say the backbone of my philosophy is structure. So support and resistance, supply and demand, however you want to label it. Um, that is going to be the most important element of a price chart for me. So every single decision that I make is based off a of structure, whether it's my initial prediction of, of which direction I think the market's going to go in, whether it's where I get involved in the trade, whether it's stop placement, whether it's target placement, structure is going to be at the middle of that. And if I don't have structure um, in my trade, it, it's very rare um, that I take an opportunity. Structure. So somebody listening might not know what you mean, structure. What do you mean structure? So support and resistance level. So uh, different price points in the market that have been tested repeatedly. So you can look at it as, as pivot points as well. So if you can imagine a, a bullish market, the point where a bullish market reverses and, and either makes, you know, either turns into a bearish market or puts in a small retracement, kind of those, the, either those those V levels where it goes up and comes back down, or sometimes there are, there are areas of consolidation where the market will go sideways. Right. Um, but key levels where you can see pivots in the market, where you can see swings end and new swings begin. Okay. So do you have like a, a daily routine? Like when you get up, what do you do? Do you do a routine or you just go wing it or what? I used to wing it. I uh, found out really early that was a bad idea. Um, <laughs> and uh, ever since I started treating my trading like a business, I, I have a very strict routine. And believe it or not, the first thing I, I, I do is not look at my charts. Uh, I used to. Um, I guess I should preface this. I, I'm an early bird. So I'm not one of those people that hits the snooze button a million times. I'm one of those people that, you know, I wake up five minutes before the alarm goes off. I do a backflip. I run downstairs and I'm just like fired up for the day. My, <laughs> my wife hates it. She's like, she's like, you should not have that much energy in the morning. But I'm like, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. So I'm, I'm one of those guys. Uh, I don't know if it's the, the old school 5 a.m. football practices that we had in, in college, but I'm up early in the morning. Um, so initially I used to, I used to look at my charts and do analysis first things. Again, I'm, I, I just love the markets. Like I, I get excited about checking the charts every day, but what I found was that, um, although my body is awake, my mind is not fully awake at that time. So what I started doing was I started giving myself like a 30 minute wake up. Um, so I, I don't check any charts unless I have an active position open that I need to manage. I won't check any charts until about 30 minutes after I wake up. So I may do some yoga, I may do, you know, uh, check emails, I may go on our platform, talk to a few traders, check the news, um, do something just to give my mind time to wake up, feel sharp, then I approach the charts. Right. Um, and what I'll do is I'll, I'll approach the charts, I'll do a normal top-down analysis. Um, I follow a process called IPDE where I want to identify where price is trading, what, what is price currently doing, what is price done. I want to predict uh, what direction I think the market's going to go to. I want to decide if it's a trading opportunity I can take advantage of, and if it is, how can I do so? And then eventually I want to execute the trade. 
Um, so I'll do that top-down analysis. I'll, I'll basically set up my higher time frame day so I know exactly what I need to watch for well in advance. Um, take a quick little breakfast break, uh, watch some TV. Usually SportsCenter has been kind of hard with the, the pandemic. <laughs> they haven't been talking about much lately, yeah, but yeah. usually some get my sports fix. Um, and then I come back and I, I, I do some day trading and, and run a live trading room where I walk through the markets with traders um, for about two and a half hours a day. Um, and then I'll, I'll typically do something, I'll, I'll do some sort of physical fitness. I, I get away from my charts, I'll go for a workout, a run, a lift. Um, I'm a sports nerd, I still like to stay in shape, um, but also it's a, it's a mental relief for me. It, it's, it's kind of, you know, I just spent the last probably what, five hours or four hours in the market. Um, it's a time for me to kind of get away, clear to mind if I had a good day, it's kind of celebrate that, but then not get too cocky if I had a bad day. It's, you know, maybe it's a tough workout where I get some of those frustrations, but it allows me to approach the market again for my next round of analysis with kind of a, a fresh slate. Um, so relieve some of that stress. Yeah, and I think that's very important because the old me used to used to carry it with me, where I used to have a good day, and then all you know, all of a sudden, I'm you know, all afternoon, I'm I'm, I'm on fire, so I'm just taking <laughs> random stuff because I can't lose. Or if I yeah. had a bad day, I'm like, I gotta make it back right away. Um, and again, that comes with the experience of kind of knowing what to expect from the market, understanding that right good and bad days are going to happen um it's about a consistent approach so so you're a mentor and a trader and so basically what would separate you as a mentor and basically as a trader if somebody wanted to come to you today and they said uh kill i've been trying to trade the markets blah 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 why would they come to you what separates you well two things um one uh i give a realistic approach um i'm i'm, I'm not going to bs you on anything i i, I don't I don't want to say I don't care about selling you mentorship or selling you a course, but I, I honestly don't. And it's horrible from a, a business perspective, um, but I'm not trying to sell people anything. I'm trying to work with people that want to get better. Um, so the fact is, I'm going to tell you how it is. I'm going to tell you what it takes. I'm going to tell you how long it takes to get there. And I'm going to lay it all out in front of you so that you can make the best decision on, hey, do I want to follow this journey? Um, it was funny, I had a conversation years ago with a guy and I was, I was explaining the back testing phase where I'm like, yeah, it's this grueling phase where you're taking your rules and you're going through historical data and you're tracking data and you know it's going to take forever it's going to be frustrating and he said you know what i'm not but we, we got to the end of the conversation he said basically i'm not willing to give that time up because i like playing video games and it sounds foolish to some people where it's like why would you choose video games over you know <laughs> trading but yeah. the fact of the matter is like the guy was honest with himself he knew that you know he understood what type of dedication and what type of sacrifice it would take to become a consistently profitable trader and he looked at himself he said i'm not willing to do that and right. i think that's a cool story because instead of kind of you know doing things halfway and 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 and, and with a mediocre mindset and probably never achieving success because he's not going to dedicate his time to it he saved himself a lot of time and probably a lot of money by just saying hey this isn't for me for um, real, that's a good story because yeah. basically, Akil, what that tells you is like everybody doesn't have that dedication to put in the time mm -hmm. to become better. So some people come into the market, think it's going to be quick, get rich scheme, <laughs> and next thing you know, they blew accounts and then they're done. You never see them again. You never hear from them again. But the story that you just said is where you put in that time and dedication, and that's part of being successful. So mm -hmm. that time and dedication is part of being successful. But what do you feel like as far as the mental, the 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 mental part of being successful, what is that? How do you control that? How do you achieve that? I think it takes a massive amount 
of discipline and massive amount of openness. And I just got an email from a, a client I used to work with who, who just has some pretty good success. And he says a relentless mindset. And I think that's, I never really mentioned that before, but I think that's, that's a good one. Being relentless, having that, that mindset where it's like, this is going to happen. I'm going to win. I may get knocked back a few times, but I'm going to keep getting up and keep fighting because that's, that's right. what the journey of success is. It's, it's really, you get knocked back a step and hopefully you go forward two steps. Um, but discipline in, in, in psychology is key. It, it, in my opinion, it's the most important part of trading. I, I don't think it's hard to learn how to trade. Trading is a skill. I don't think that's very hard to learn. I don't think it's really hard to learn a strategy. There are millions of strategies out there that have an edge that you can use to become successful. I think the hard part is consistently executing that strategy, and that's going to be discipline. That's being able to take losing trades and understand that, hey, it's not a personal attack against me that they lost. It's just you know that happens in the market. It loses. It takes being able to go through a streak of winners and keep your cool and, and not revenge trade. I think you know most traders struggle because they sabotage themselves. Um, they right. they take targets early. They move stops back. They they are scared to enter. They enter too quickly. All these small mistakes that add up, and and, and that's all discipline. And I, I can't tell you how many traders I spoke to who have a very good system, um, but just can't find it within themselves. I guess to execute it live, and, and that's right. They can't execute tough. it. That's what you're saying. So basically, is like to be successful, you got to be all those things are so you could have the best system in the world. You and I could trade together today doing exact same system. You're sitting home. I'm sitting here. And at the end of the day, I might not be successful and you might be and it might be just because my patience, my discipline and so forth. I'm doing the things that you just talked about. I'm not doing those things. I'm taking I'm getting out of trades early. I'm moving my stop loss back. I'm rushing to get into the trade. People think they can jump into the market and beat the market where they, oh, I'm going to get in early. You got to wait for the move to happen. Exactly. So that's all discipline, just like you were talking about. So, Akil, you were talking about your strategy and so forth. So if a trader asked you, okay, so a lot of times people ask me, and I, I, I don't like the question because of what we just talked about. They'll ask me, what is your, okay, what percentage will this get me uh, if I'm trading this? Ichimoku or if I'm trading price action or whatever, what percentage of wins will I get? How would you answer that question? I would say it varies. It's going to, it's going to depend on the trader. Um, you know, there's no, there's no set win percentage for every single strategy. It, it all depends on right. the, the dynamics of how you trade it. Uh, kind of like we just talked about, we could be trading the exact same strategy, but maybe I'm a little bit more conservative. You're a little bit more aggressive. Um, maybe I have a higher win percentage because I wait for more confirmation, but maybe you're more profitable because even though you have a lower win percentage, you involve yourself in, in more trades with a better risk reward profile. So there's never ever a perfect win strategy. It's going to differ from trader to trader. I think what's important is that when you go through the testing process and you understand yourself as a trader, you have an idea of where you should be. If you're doing everything correctly, where you should be, and then when you relate your live stats to that, when you compare, you try to be as close as to that, uh, as close to that level as possible. Um, right. It's yes. going to be a little bit of human error, obviously, in there. You know, when you do your testing, it's hindsight, so you see every single thing. Um, but if you could be as close to that level as possible, um, then that's good. I would right. say this as far as win percentage goes. Um, I often say win percentage doesn't matter. Um, it does, and and that's from the psychological aspect. I, I can tell you yeah. this. Psychologically, think, it does. Yeah. 
I think I'm a very disciplined trader. Um, I think I'm a very disciplined person in general. I can tell you right now, if I had a system that was the most profitable system I ever traded in my life, but it came with a 30% win percentage, I probably wouldn't be able to do it. Like I, I just, I, I know myself, I need to see more than three wins out of every 10 trades. Um, I know that I would sabotage it. Um, yeah. you know, maybe I should give myself more credit, but I think it's important that you also know that threshold. At the same time, I can easily be a 40% trader where I can win 40% of the time and be completely happy with that. So I think each person kind of has to find that within themselves as well, because, you know, they do want something that works. They do want something that is profitable, but at the same time, in order to, I guess, not put themselves in that, that position of, of, of psychological distress, um, you got to kind of gear the plan and gear the strategy towards that. Right. So we're going to go to the charts, but just before we do that, let me ask you one more question mm -hmm. that I want to know. So basically, Akil, if you have a losing streak, three, four, five losses in a row or more, whatever it may be, because I, I know I went into a 12. Ooh, I man. lost 12 trades in a row at one time, and I was like devastated for a little <laughs> while. But I just I never gave up on my system because I knew that well, it worked previously. I had to sit back and relax and see what was doing it, what mm -hmm. was causing it. And sometimes it may be the system that you're not trading it properly as far as like it could be a trending system where you're the market's not trending, it's ranging, and you're still trading it as if it's a trending system. Mm -hmm. So how do you how do you handle a losing streak? Ooh, um, I go out and do a really, really hard workout and <laughs> try to put my frustration <laughs> out elsewhere. Um, yeah, from them charts. Exactly. Um, but I, I do the same thing you talk about. I the first thing I want to do is I want to check. Um, I want to check, am I doing everything right? Uh, I, I talk about two type of drawdowns. There's the, the natural drawdown and the self-inflicted drawdown. The natural drawdown is where you're doing everything right. You're trading your plan correctly and it's just not working. You're, you're trading a trending strategy and the markets are ranging and it's just, you know, that, that chop will destroy trend traders. Right. Um, and that's okay if, if it's natural. If it's self-inflicted, meaning that you're losing because you're making some sort of mistake, then the solution is you got to stop making that mistake. Um, you you, you got to what that is. You got to find out what it is. You got to you got to ask yourself why is this happening, and you have to fix it. Um, but with the the former example, something I like to do, and I did this uh, um, I did it last year as well as in two thousand I want to say fourteen, where we were experiencing times of low volatility in the forex market. Um, it wasn't kind of like like two thousand nine, like you mentioned, where things were just booming everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And my secondary targets weren't being hit. And it was, I was in an interesting position because my win percentage was the same as it usually was. Um, but I was actually losing money because I just wasn't getting my secondary targets, my, my longer targets hit at the same rate that I was used to. Um, so it was weird because I was looking at my stats, I'm like, I'm, I'm at the same percentage, but why is my return on investment less? And I, I dug into the stats, I, I analyzed what was happening. Um, I had enough experience to kind of understand what the market was doing to how I was trading it. And I was able to make some adjustments. And I made a, I made a big adjustment where I said, hey, I'm going to become more conservative. I'm no longer shooting for those bigger targets. I'm going to go one in, one out. I'm going to take my conservative target off. I'm going to take my whole profit there. Um, and it ended up saving my trading for that year. Um, so I think having the ability to really analyze the markets, but also analyze your strategy relative to the markets, I think that's big and I think that's necessary because yeah. if a trader comes in thinking that the same thing is going to work the same way forever, you're fooling <laughs> yourself. And I, I had right. that mindset and I learned the hard way that, you know, 
again, what I was doing in 2009, 2010, where you know you can just push a button and things were booming, um, it had to change once we got into that era. You know, once the euro dollar consolidated for two straight years, you know, yeah, be able to make adjustments.